we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't need to be around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, Hello, everyone. This is Eddie Estrada with the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. I'm so excited because this week for our This Week in Bravo Top 5, we have a very, very special guest. We have Moni from Mixing with Moni. How you doing? I'm great, Eddie. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Let people know who you are for those who don't know who you are. I mean, I know who you are. I was on your podcast, I think, <laughs> last week. Love ya. So let everyone else know who you yes. are. It was so much fun having you on my podcast, Mixing with Moni. Um, I have a weekly Bravo podcast um, where I sometimes dip and dabble into other pop culture, um, some other TV, reality TV, pretty much. But Bravo just totally is my world. I'm mm-hmm. deeply immersed in Bravo land. So I talk Bravo news and then all the shows that are on um, this week and just recap, give my, you know, snarky opinions that nobody asked for. And we had a really good time last week, you know, talking OC and Dallas and Potomac and people loved it, by the way. Oh, I'm so glad. I loved being on it. So I'm sure everyone will love listening to you on our podcast here because this is our This Week in Bravo Top 5. And for those who don't know, this is our weekly show where we break down the top five stories that happen in the Bravoverse off screen. So this isn't what's happening on your screens. This is what's happening IRL in the Bravo verse. Yes. Um, we also share our hot and Bravo moment of the week um, where we tell you what got us hot and bothered on our Bravo screens. And Moni, you do not know the nominations for that yet, but you will soon enough. Okay. And you'll get to choose. Um, our top two stories and our hot and Bravo moment of the week will be exclusively on our Patreon. So if you guys want to check those out, plus all of our other exciting benefits and fun stuff, check out patreon.com slash hot and Bravo. That's H O T N B R A V O D. Money. Are you ready to jump into our top five stories of the week? We have our number five story first. I am so ready. So our number five story is going to come from Atlanta, which had um, a kind of a big week, but this story is, uh, about a um, a woman of Atlanta pass, RHOA pass, who still seems to be kicking it somehow, some way. And that is Kim Zolciak. Right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Kim Zolciak and the Bearman clan. Uh, and they are under fire once again because, as always, Kim is accused of photoshopping, putting makeup on, and doing up her littlest daughter, um kaya so five five years old her toddler practically have you seen this photo of her that she's coming under fire for it's Uh, it's like uh, a blue screen with the red it looks like a very red lip yes and like some mascara things happening a bit of like blown out hair it's very provocative yeah and she's coming under a lot of fire and people are like well there's eyeliner there's the eyelash thing the lips are red it looks like it's edited it looks like she has extensions and kim seems to have seems to have an excuse for every single one of these attacks but do you think she might have a little bit of makeup on do you think there might be a little bit of uh kim zolciaf beerman magic if we like to call it that beerman photoshop magic i do and i will tell you i think that you know, I am not a mom and I'm not into mom shaming. That is absolutely repulsive. No one should ever tell parents how to parent. But I have seen a bit of 
definitely some alarming trends amongst the Behrman girls where it just seems like the fillers and the cosmetics and the over the top appearance mm-hmm. changing is seems to be trickling down younger and younger. Like we first had Brielle who basically got, you know, her plastic surgery in her face or uh, injections or some kind of cosmetic, you know, enhancement to her face pretty much the day she could legally. And her mom thought it was like, you know, totally fine. They went on Andy Cohen. She, you know, said it was totally fine. If Brielle wants that, she wants that. And then we basically see my first love little, um, Oh, what is her name? Ariana. Ariana. Ari- oh, yes. Like overnight go from a little girl. We can all, you know, relate for, to and root for kind of like the awkward preteen years, basically following her sister's footsteps and okay, fine. Maybe you want to be like your sister maybe you're still a little bit young to be totally changing the way you look, you know, so drastically where they literally look like triplets with their grown mom now. And now we get this five-year-old who I feel like at five, the only thing you should be encouraged to wear is pretty much whatever mess you got into that day. Like whatever popsicle you ate, whatever (laughs) glue you got all over your face, the glitter you did in, in arts and crap. Like she's a toddler. Like, there's no way she needs to be in it. Kim's caption was like, to the effect of, oh, they grow up so fast. But they only grow up so fast because you are growing them up. You do not need to mature them. They are literally children. It's a very. I definitely think there's something going on there. It's a very toddlers and Tiara situation for sure that I'm feeling. Yes. Um, I think it has to do a lot with Kim because we know Kim has had like four different faces since she started the show. Let's be real, that woman is like uh, four minimum. Four minimum, yeah. <laughs> let's say let's say just four procedures on just her chin. Maybe there's been some other stuff happening uh in the tens on that woman's face. Yeah. Um, I actually, when I was at, in Vegas last week and at Life is Beautiful, I thought I saw Brielle Bierman, but it was actually that Tana Mongau, um girl from YouTube. And I was like, oh, wow. yeah. They all look the same. It's like... They do. It's so sad. It's I always so wonder crazy. what's going to happen when this trend fades. Same. Like, it's going to be very interesting. When this trend is gone and the are out, like, what do we do? What's going to happen? I mean, who knows? Maybe it might only get worse. It might get younger and bigger and blowouter. Oh, so God, who I knows? Who I knows? it goes out like thin eyebrows in the 90s. <laughs> out like thin eyebrows yeah we need we need to save our eyebrows um from thinning them out through plucking over plucking brielle why can't you be teaching that instead of lip injections right Ugh. yeah I definitely think something's going on there with that little girl and well, i am hopeful that something changes well here's hoping that everything is okay and that you know she's happy and then i mean her life isn't bad let's be real the kim is moves mountains for her children and i know i know croy is a good father too so I'm happy yeah, for them. Sweet. I'm happy for all of them. I'm excited to see them on TV again. Tardy for the Party is always a good show because it's just crazy. I love following that clan and seeing how they do their thing. But I think it's time for our number four story, which has to do with another family that I care deeply about. And this is mm-hmm. um, a little family from New Jersey. And our number four story, once again, we have a Joe Giudice update on his legal battles. So yeah. Last week, we told you guys about how um, there was a rumor that he wanted to become an MMA fighter after he left prison because (laughs) he dropped, like, a ton of weight, bulked out, and is ready to fight. Um, Teresa has actually confirmed that story. It is not a fake story. It is a true story. That is his goal after prison, which I find 
So interesting. Hilarious. It's so, it's so fantastic. But this story actually has to do with his um, deportation appeal and the fact that he requested to be removed from ICE um, detention center while he awaits the decision for the appeal. Uh, he had made this request a couple weeks ago. It was in court and it was denied. So he's having to stay in ICE detention, but that's not where the biggest story lies um, because now Joe has requested to be released from the detention center and actually move to Italy while he awaits uh, his deportation um, decision. To Italy. Which would be, I mean, he wouldn't have to go anywhere. Uh, if, right. if it, if the appeal goes through, but it seems like he's confident that the appeal is going to be accepted and that he will be able to return to the United States. And the reason that he's actually going to Italy is so that he can con- continue to work and provide for his family. Cause he can't do that while he's in prison. So as long as he was like outside right. of prison, he'd still be able to like manage some money, do some business, get all the- those things going. So, I mean, do you think he'll, he'll move to Italy right now and stay there? Do you think he's going to move to Italy come back? Do you think he's going to still be contained? And then what what do you think is going to happen with this whole Joe and Teresa situation? I know we saw some juicy details, which we will talk about a little bit later because that might be another story. Uh, but I want to get your thoughts, Moni. What do you feel about this? So I have a really weird and you know fascination with the law. I've interned at law firms. Everybody in my family is a lawyer. And I think the common misconception with this case is that people really believe that Joe Giudice is getting unfairly treated because he's a celebrity. When in actuality, his the mere fact that there's getting so much attention on it when there's so many deportable cases that go mm-hmm. to the courts every day, it's really just because he's a celebrity. He's being afforded a lot more chances to appeal this because he's a celebrity. And I talked about this recently on my own podcast this week um, about how the law, like what is deportable, he fits like three or four of the criteria and you only need to fit one. And he fits a few. His crimes are a few. Like just because he didn't hurt, kill anyone, people have been deported for, you know, far less. So honestly, I think that it's a good strategy to say I am willing to go to Italy. I agree. It might be just because he wants to work. But also I think that just because if he goes now, he might have more time without it being so much of a shock. He might have more time to get acclimated and get ready. So like if he goes now and then they do deport him, he might already have some balls in motion. So maybe he can, you know, already has a job or he can do stuff. And then worst case, I mean, best case scenario, if he's able to stay, he had some money, he made money in Italy. He's able to maybe start a little home there for his family. And then he can just come back. I do think Teresa is going to leave him. And I kind of think she should. I think she should not wait until there's a decision because I feel like this is probably overstressing her and her her girls and it's not fair to me do you think i mean i agree with you that Teresa is not going to go with joe and i think she's going to definitely leave him uh if he is deported when in when that decision comes or if that decision comes we don't know yet um but do you think any of the girls would leave with him do you think any i know we have gia just started at rutgers so i highly doubt she's going to be leaving her college life to go to italy but for some reason, part of me feels like Melania is going to go just be an Italian princess with her father if she le- if he leaves. Do you think that would happen? I want that? I don't think Teresa's going to let that happen. You don't think Teresa's going to let that happen? No, not at all. I think she can be. When it comes to her daughters, she is very mama bear. She's very Jersey Italian mom, 
And I think that she harbors a little bit of resentment still towards Joe, but just doesn't want to say that uh, for even putting her in this situation of being Mm -hmm. a single mom. I don't think that she's going to let one or two or even any of her daughters go unless they all go. It's either all of them or nothing. I mean, that's true. She's such a mama bear. I don't think she could bear to let these girls. Not her four daughters. Her daughters. Those are her daughters. (laughs) I love it. I love Teresa. I think this season's going to be crazy. And that will actually, let's lead into our, our number three story. I think this is an easy transition. Um, let's talk about our two trailers we got this week. Cause that is a big Bravo news story because not only did we get the New Jersey trailer, we got the Atlanta trailer and rumor is, is that these trailers premiere dates were actually switched that Atlanta was supposed to come first and New Jersey was supposed to come second. But because yes, I heard the same thing, because of the Kenya situation, they recut um, a, a bit of the trailer to re-release it to fit with the story that's going on now. Yes, and I also actually heard that the reason that Jersey was supposed to come first, but they delayed that, was because they were hoping to get a little bit of insight into this Joe situation, mm. mainly because they started filming so early because of the Joe situation. So. It was kind of like they were delaying it, but then it just made sense that Kenya's news kind of came a little bit more definitively first. Mm -hmm. Um, That was something they could actually speak on, and they definitely raised the hype by even Bravo reported it. And I was thinking to myself, when has Bravo ever reported about a housewife getting divorced? Yeah, wait, that's that's interesting. (laughs) Like, they literally, Bravo TV wrote an article about Kenya divorcing her husband and then three days later we get the trailer. I mean, I think, I think with the whole situation with Kenya is first and foremost, I think it was a shock to many, including her Um, with the timeline of the way things went down. It seems like they were, or at least she believed they were a cohesive unit unit up until Wednesday of that week. Right. <laughs> um, it seems like maybe some allegation, something was revealed. Um, and it looks like in that trailer, she's yelling at people for like footage or information or something going down. Let's talk about that for a second. So in the trailer, Kenya's full blown, like going crazy at everyone in this like hotel room. Do we right. think it is about the husband? Do we think it's about Mark? I think it's about Mark, but not for the reason that we know to be true now. I think that, you know, you don't ever just up and divorce someone. You know what I mean? Like, there's always some kind of something that's going on behind the scenes beforehand. I truly believe that her soon-to-be ex-husband never could get used to the fact that she is a desired person of interest among people. I won't fully say celebrity, but I think that he had an issue with that being her job, quote unquote, because he has such a traditional job of being like a businessman, restaurant owner, all of that. And I think that her, he kind of probably put influence on her to leave the show. And she did. And then he probably still resented the fact that people still want to see Kenya more. Yeah. Like, even if she's not on the show, she could still book gigs and do stuff. And she probably was. And he was like, I honestly thought you were going to give this part of your life up. And she is like, I literally gave up my career for you and this is not enough. And I think there was just that level of it probably went on for way longer. I mean, they were only married two years and she was only off the show for about, what, two seasons, like literally two seconds that she came last minute, last season at the very end. So I think that was Kenya reintroducing herself into a world of 
I don't really want to be off this show. This is my life. This is my livelihood. And he can't really get with it. So I think that there were, we're seeing probably this season some signs of unrest in the home. Yeah, I think we're going to see, we're definitely going to see it play out with Kenya. I think it will be very interesting. Speaking of marriages and the Atlanta trailer, what did you think about Nini asking Greg if she was, what he thought about open relationships, open marriages? I think that might be a little bit of like a tease. Oh, yeah, a little more like a clickbait thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how the OC women always just put like a random article that they know we're all talking about in their bio and turn off comments. I think that's what Nene did. Like, she knows that we all care so deeply about Greg and weirdly the status of their relationship is love or hate Nene. For some reason, you want them to work. Yeah, like, I'm always like, together. Greg and Nene are like a tale as old as time. Like, when there was all the all the drama with Craig's cancer and Nene not supporting him, everyone was like, you gotta support Greg. Like, he's the man, so. We love Greg. I mean, everybody loves Greg. When he went through cancer, I think people really related to yeah. Nene and they really started empathizing with her because mm-hmm. people, when they get sick, they do get, you know, intense. And it's hard on the caretaker. And I don't think that they really had an open relationship. She was actually just on the Wendy Williams show. And when Greg was there with her and Wendy asked her about, you know, their relationship and she was like, I was never pro divorce. I was pro me being happy and doing what I have to do to be happy. But I love Greg. She's only ever slept in bed with him all the years that they've been married. They always went to bed together every night until he got sick. And I think that that may have given her a little bit more, you know, taste of like the space they might need. But remember, yeah. we've seen single Nene. I think she truly does want to be with Greg. We've seen it. I think so too. I think I think she that's her man, and I think she's very happy in that situation. Um, and even he though, loves her. I mean, and, he literally goes to bat for her better than any other husband I've ever seen. And that's what you need. You need a man who supports you, who like undeniably who wants to be there for you. And I think that's Greg for Nene. I think through thick and thin, he's always going to be there for that woman, and she. Through thick and thin, will always be there for him. So yep, she um, always will love Greg. It will be good. Um, I'm excited for Atlanta. I think Atlanta had a fire trailer. I think it's insane. Their I cast photo. Wait. Oh, didn't they look stellar? I was like, oh, these women are hot. I I made literally. the joke. I made the joke that the, the Atlanta picture is literally RHOA showing up for RHOBH's funeral because yep. these women brought it like. Oh, they don't need like any like you heard the tabloids dun 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 like now find the real story. You don't need no, any just... of that, and they don't even need to go on a promo tour. No, where three of them go at a time and say, you know, this season is going to be absolutely crazy. It's going to be crazy. We don't need them to nope. say anything. We can see it with our own eyes in this trailer, just like we see this in the New Jersey trailer. Now let's talk about oh the Jersey God. trailer. These are two. I mean, the East Coast is bringing it. I honestly, uh-huh. we should just give the whole West Coast a hiatus. Okay? Give them a break, Jersey. I could this week, Eddie. I couldn't even take it. Like my heart, Jersey one day and Atlanta the next day. I could not breathe. I was like, I need November right now. I need it right now. Jersey looks insane. Jersey looks phenomenal. Um, the the Marge hair pull at the beginning, which was like two seconds, I felt like it was totally overshadowed by everything else that came in the reunion. And by the way, we can confirm that that hair pull it was, was Danielle. Danielle. <laughs> um, yes. It's actually really funny because I actually saw an Instagram. Someone posted an Instagram of the same jumpsuit, like gold chain outfit that is the hand pulling Marge's hair. And then it's literally Danielle standing on a staircase in the same exact outfit. I'm like, okay, we know the culprit. Um, Yep. And of course it's Danielle. Of course. Of course. I can't think of anybody else on the cast getting to that place 
with Marge so quickly, except for Jennifer. And I oh, don't yeah. think Jennifer is the hair pulling type. I think that's kind of the problem. Jennifer's got a like mouth. A screamer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's literally just a screamer. Danielle, I don't know. Something, you know, is a little off there. But I'm so excited. I can't even imagine anyone having that kind of feeling against Marge. I love Marge. I love everything about her. I think she's so much fun to watch. I mean, the woman is sweet and kind. And then also, your husband's in the pool. Like, yeah. she's epic. And I think that I think every single person on that cast is going to deliver this season. But I did want to get your thoughts on the fact that Jackie was, like, barely in the trailer. Yeah, I do feel like Jackie is a little bit of the weakest link on the Jersey cast. Um, with people like Marge and even Jennifer, who I was a little bit suspicious about, Jennifer's but she actually, does deliver. She's she's she does some heavy lifting. She puts her her weight into it. I think Jackie is a little bit too I want to say worried about her image and the idea that she's like a journalist and like, you know, she was a Bravo fan, like, you know, she was a Jersey fan before she came on the show. I feel like she thinks she knows how to play the game and she's playing it wrong and she really just needs to go fully out there. Uh, you can't just yeah. have a pretty housewife. I mean, even no, yeah, exactly. Even we Stephanie Holman puts in her work. You know what I mean? She puts in her work. She's funny AF. Like, she's great. And Jennifer, like you said, she is definitely a little bit of a heavy lifter. And that is literally her personality on screen, off screen. I actually know someone who lives in the same neighborhood as her and was like around when her house was being built. And they said that it was just as obnoxious as you would imagine the building, the painting, everything about it took so much longer. And it was so like obnoxious about it. Like she, it's definitely that she's the kind of woman who would just scream that she has 16 bathrooms. I mean, I mean, honestly, if I had 16 bathrooms, I'd be screaming it out loud to be like, Oh, I'd be, which... scre- I'd be screaming if I had more than three, yeah, to be honest. Exactly. Like I've arrived. Yeah. That means you have it. If you have a bathroom for every room in your house and it's over, you know, over three bedrooms, <laughs> right. it's like, okay, mama's got some money. Uh, uh, yeah. So, um, I also want to talk with the Jersey trailer about, um, Gia and how she's really in it this season. She was like in the trailer more than Jackie. Yes. I noticed that. And I think that's because a lot of the filming events actually have been around Gia. I think so too. Cause we have her I've graduation. We have her right. prom, which and by- her college, her going to college and that being such a big, you know, deal, you know, that's a huge deal for Teresa. Oh, and it's going to be so hard without Joe there as well, because that's, a, that's probably something that they thought about doing together. And without him there, it's probably heartbreaking for Gia. Um, I also think they were going back to their roots a little bit because, you know, early seasons of Jersey, we had, because so many of the women's kids were older, we had a lot of their input on the show. Like I'm thinking Jacqueline's daughter mm -hmm. was a major push Mm -hmm. of the plot. She had a whole tip with Danielle. Yes. So I think that Gia, because she's of age now, you know, they're probably trying to go back to those roots a little bit because, you know, when we think. Jersey, we think family. We think that this yes, franchise cares deeply about the family integration because it makes every decision for them. A hundred percent. Jersey's Jersey Jersey's like blood is family. Like you have Beverly right. Hills is like the affluence. New York is literally just their personalities in the city. It's like, you Single, know, Al- Atlanta is the drama. You know what I mean? It's like with Jersey, the whole idea of it is family and family family ties. Most of their fights are about family. Yeah. And it centers, I mean, honestly now it's centered around Melissa and Teresa and it's like, okay, well that's like two, you know, sisters-in-law who are like 
duking it out, best friends, duking it out, best friends. So I'm really excited to see Gia come in. It's very, okay, I gotta say, I think we're seeing a lot more kids just in general on Bravo recently. Like with OC, we have a lot of the, you know, older kids stepping in. I mean, we've always had Brianna, but like, you know, we, we see Spencer now, we've seen Ryan a lot. We're, you know, we're seeing Bronwyn's kids, we're seeing Shannon's right. kids. Um, Beverly Hills, it seems like they're bringing their families in. Atlanta just has a new baby. So I feel like, Bravo is moving toward like a younger uh, generation almost where it's like the younger moms or bringing in the kids to like connect with the older ones to kind of bring a little bit more like youth and flavor into yeah, it. They want a little bit of, you know, that younger audience, which makes sense because it never makes sense to me why Beverly Hills numbers are higher than New York's in ratings. That literally does not compute to me. But I think it honestly is large because of women's affluence and the fact that they have kids and they're more kitschy. So young people can kind of get into that vibe a little bit. Whereas New York, they are substantially older and their kids are nowhere to be found. Yeah. Or they don't have kids. So, um, uh, let's, let me ask you, speaking of Gia, how did you feel about the fight between Gia and Teresa in the, it looked like almost like a dress shop or something. It was probably, they were going for a prom dress. Yeah, um, which she goes with Frankie. I would love those two together are such a cute couple, G and Frankie. Woo. Um, but what did you think about her with Joe saying, I never wanted to get married anyways. And Teresa's cheating allegations. Do you believe the cheating allegations first and foremost? And second, I don't believe that's a, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh second. no, I was going to say, yeah. So the first is, do you believe the cheating rumors? And two, do you think, um, we are going to see more if they are, the rumors are true. Do you think we're going to see more of this 25 year old man or whatever his name was in the future yeah. seasons or in Teresa's life? I highly doubt Teresa would ever actually put the man on screen. I don't think she wants to come off as like a non-faithful wife. And I don't think that the cheating rumors are not true. I think they are probably true, but I don't think she would categorize it as cheating. If anything, I think Teresa has a little bit of a petty bone in her body. <laughs> and remember when she was away for her, literally her husband's crimes, there was some pictures circulating of Joe, like touching a woman's hand at like a double date dinner looking thing. Um, and people were like, is he cheating on Teresa while she's in prison for him? Like what? And I think that if anything, she's kind of getting that little bit of a stir back so that he can worry while he's in prison. And she, but she's the quintessential Italian Catholic wife. I don't think she's ever going to want to make anyone think that she's cheating on her husband, that she's being unfaithful. She's denying it all the time. But I think that Teresa is a little over the bullshit. Yeah. And she wants to explore some things. She wants to have a little bit of fun. She's allowed to. She's been she's, with him forever. She's and turning she's tables. She's gone through hell now. She's turning tables for him. <laughs> right. All right. Well, I mean, both of those trailers were literally amazing. Um, Epic. We have... Cannot wait for November. November can't come soon enough. I'm beyond stoked for those trailers coming... For those seasons coming out that we saw those trailers for. Um, we have two more stories. Um, but if you guys want to get those stories, please make sure you guys check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash hot and bravo. That's H-O-T-B-R-A-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. Um, that's where you'll get the top two stories and our hot and bravo moment of the week. Moni, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. Thank you guys so much. I'm so happy to be here. Let people know one more time how to find you. Yes. So I'm on Instagram at mixing with Moni. 
M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. Um, same name for the um, my podcast, which is pretty much anywhere podcasts live. And yeah, I look forward to getting to know some of your fans as well. I think that, you know, we Bravo committed have to stick together. <laughs> We have to. We're a family here. So if you guys want to follow, follow her. Thank you guys so much for subscribing. If you guys want to follow us on social media, it's hot and bravo H O T and B R A V O D. And I'm at Eddie underscore Strata. And we will see you guys next time.